The wicked wicker is dead! Yay! You remember that? Remember that song in The Wizard of Oz? The wicked wicker is dead. The wicked wicker is dead. The wicked wicker is dead. This man single-handedly destroyed the city that we love. Bill de Blasio, who had been the part-time mayor of the dope from Park Slope. For eight years, he took a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball, destroyed, almost single-handedly destroyed the city that we love. And you know what he was doing every night in the back porch of Gracie Mansion, him and his old lady, Charlene. They were smoking those blunts, right? That Maui Waui, that Hindu Kush. He'd be late for everything in the morning. That's why I call him a part-time man. The guy had the hubris to live in Gracie Mansion and then to burn fossil fuel with the SUVs that we paid for, with the police entourage we paid for. And they would go all the way to the Park Slope Y so that he could work out and then go across the street afterwards to get new tots at the cafe and a croissant. And then he get to City Hall at about a quarter to 12 and then take a nap for an hour in the basement of City Hall and do everything he could to make our life miserable. And then all of a sudden, we thought he was out of our lives. Oh, oh no, <laughs> he's like a zombie. Came back from the dead. He announced that he was going to run for the brand new congressional district. Just having been carved out. Part of it in lower Manhattan in the financial district, Chinatown. The other part in Brooklyn, in the heart of the area that he developed his political power. Park Slope used to be the city council person there best known for fixing parking tickets. Then he had a no-show job as public advocate. Every one of them always uses that position to run for higher office. And then the curse, the stain on us, becoming mayor. Our own Anthony Weiner would have beaten him if he hadn't gotten into double trouble the first time and the second time. We were stuck with Bill. We thought it was over. And oh, no, my little pretties, the wicked wicker. <laughs> had more in mind. He wanted to go to Washington to take the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball and destroy the country. But finally, some sanity prevailed. And in poll after poll, 15 people going to run in the primary against Bill de Blasio on the Democratic side, all of it to be decided August 23rd in the hot, sweltering, humid days of summer. Poll after poll indicated he had 100% recognition. Everybody knew him. But only 6% of the people would even consider voting for him. And finally, he threw in the towel. No mas, no mas. And then he had the Culeones to say, but I and Charlene will figure out another way to help the residents of New York City. Hey, you want to help you and Charlene? Pack your bags and go back to freaking Cambridge if they'll take you where you were birthed. Or why not go behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro's Cuba, where you spent your honeymoon with Charlotte. Or go down to Nicaragua with the Democrat, excuse me, the dictator that you helped put into power for the Sandinistas, Manuel Ortega, who is now a pedophile on a pedestal. Hey, you and Charlene helped him do that. You got plenty of places you can go to to help destroy. Just get the, get the hell out of our lives. Wow. Jose Alba, who you see here, Dominican immigrant behind the counter at a bodega. That's right, Jill uh, Biden. It's called a bodega. The Blue Moon Bodega at 139th and Broadway.
just doing his normal business, taking care of customers, like they do at a thousand bodegas, morning, noon, and night. And then all of a sudden, a woman came to the counter there. She had a child. She had a snap card, you know, her uh, what they call food stamp card. She wanted to buy $30 of groceries, including potato chips for the kid. Jose Alba put it in. You see the, the machine right there. Hold on, say. You see the machine right there? Hold on, right there. Right there, right there. Hold on. You see the machine right there, right there. See? That's the machine that you put your snap card into. And it registered non-receivable, non-receivable. Jose Alba tried to say to her, hey, it's not registering. And so the kid walks out with the potato chips. He goes, I got to take the potato chips. She blows a gasket, tears up the outside of the store, says, I'm going to go get my old man. He's going to fix it for you. Well, when you're in the hood, when people threaten you, say, I'm going to get my posse, I'm going to get my old man, I'm going to get my gun, I'm going to get my machete. You got to expect that they're coming back. And she did with her old man. And he got rough and tough, and he had just gotten out of doing upstate time for having assaulted a police officer. And so he gets in the face of Jose Alba. He comes over the counter. That's the no man's land. The DMZ, you don't do that. Everybody knows that. Pushes Jose Alba in the chair, then starts to threaten him. And then all of a sudden, he's going to drag Jose Alba outside. Now, you know what? His homies are outside. They're going to put boots to the back of his head, maybe kill him out there. And so Jose Alba, he knows the deal. He grabs the butcher knife that they hide in every bodega if it's not a gun. And he stabs him right across the jugular vein. There's a struggle. He keeps stabbing him. And the guy's old lady comes back, the one who started it all, pulls the shit out of her purse and stabs Jose Alba in the arm. What happens? She goes home to have dinner. Her boyfriend is dead. She'll get another one. Probably already has one. And he ended up on Rikers Island for five days with a $500,000 bail over his head. Implemented by Alvin Bragg, the criminal's friend. Turn him loose, Alvin Bragg, for criminals, but not for people defending themselves. He had to put $250,000 down. I and my wife Nancy went the next day in court, Section F, 100 Center Street, in case he didn't have legal representation. We were there with the guardian angels. Luckily, he had good representation. They negotiated a bailout, 50000 The judge said, no, let's make that 5000 in cash. And it was done. And the pressure was on Alvin Bragg to release him because even though they released him from Rikers Island, he had a fortune off ankle bracelet on. He couldn't leave his apartment and he was under duress. Well, Alvin Bragg finally was pressured by everyone, including our mayor, Eric Adams, who said he did the right thing and others. And he dropped all charges. But there are so many organizations now trying to raise money for Jose Alba and his family, <laughs> don't trust any of those charlatans, those street hustlers, those pimps, those so-called self-proclaimed activists. You want to get money to Jose Alba and his family in need? You make sure you put it in his hand in the heights. Don't trust any third party because guess what? Jose Alba and his family will never see it. Just word to the wise, I've seen this happen before. All the charlatans and street hustlers come out to play over a victimization, and they double victimize the person by taking the money and running. Ah, another crime on the crime blotter in Fear City. Earlier today, what happened about 5 o'clock in the morning, 
crew members of Law and Order, which shoots all their scenes in the five boroughs of the city of New York. They deserve props for that. They don't outsource it to Toronto or Vancouver. So they try to keep it real. They do it in the city. So Law and Order, they have these guards that are part of the set who sit in their cars and watch all the equipment starting at five because then the crew and the actors and actresses and the production uh, members and directors, they all arrive at the scene at about six and they start filming at seven. So the one security officer, he's been with them for like eight years. He's in a car, he's watching. Somebody sneaks up. It's like a scene out of Law and Order. Bang, 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 bang. Shoot through the window. He's shot full of lead. He dies on his way to Woodhull Hospital on Broadway. I call it Woodkill Hospital. Don't ever take me to Woodkill Hospital because you'll be dead as a doornail. And then all of a sudden, everybody says, who would have done something like this? Look, if I had a main suspect just on a hunch, I'd be questioning Ice-T. That's right, Ice-T, right? The gangster rapper who believes that snitches get stitches and end up in ditches all those years. Now all of a sudden, he's a detective. You really think that he shouldn't be a suspect? I would think he's number one, second to none. Plus, he believes in the Second Amendment, and he's always strapped. So that's Ice-T. And there's a very good chance in Eric Adams' New York City, with crime rising in all categories, that this is another crime that will go unresolved. But, you know, it reminds me, a lot of film crews love Greenpoint, which used to be all Polish, all Italian, a mixture of both. And then it's become all hipster and millennial. They love it around there because you have warehouses, you have gas tanks. It's a, it's a great place to do rap videos, rock videos, TV programs, movies. I remember years ago, Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes, right? You say, who's Busta Rhymes? Hey, he was huge. He came out from Westinghouse High School, downtown Brooklyn, when Jay-Z went there in Biggie Smalls and Busta Rhymes was having a great career. But back then, rappers would have to wear jewelry. You know, they'd have to have all gold like Mr. T. But other rappers in their crews would rob them at gunpoint of their jewelry. So Busta Rhymes would always have his lifelong friend with him to do one thing and one thing alone, protect the jewelry that he wore in the rap videos. So Missy Elliott is with him. It's uh, Busta Rhymes. It's the bodyguard. It's their crew. And another rap crew comes up, guns out. They steal the jewelry. What happens? The lifelong friend jumps in to try to keep the jewelry. He gets killed. Right in the head. Buster Rhymes is asked later, did you see what happened? I didn't even know there was shooting. Missy Elliott, did you know there was shooting? I didn't even know there was shooting. So even though Greenpoint is not a place you associate with high crime, and a lot of crimes every time there are movie production companies, TV production companies, rapper rock videos, because it's a great ambiance in the area, but they never solved the crime of who killed Buster Rhymes' best friend while everybody took the code of Omerta. And I'm thinking now, with this recent murder on the set of Law & Order, somebody who's worked with them for eight years, if they don't sweat down iced tea, they may never solve this crime in Fear City, USA. Hey, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan with the $5,000 customized suits. What are you going to do about this one? Nothing. Ha! Look at these two iconic guys, right? You have Elon Musk here, originally from South Africa, and now he just rules in America. You know, that ongoing battle, will he buy Twitter, will he not buy Twitter? 
He's going to bamboozle everybody. He never wanted to buy Twitter. Well, $44 billion, are you crazy? But look at him here. What is this, the island of Mallorca? He's uh, on a vacation. Uh, what hot to trot babe is he with? Because remember, his whole goal in life is to keep fornicating and copulating and creating children to populate the earth. Do, 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 do. Ever hear birth control, Elon Musk? It doesn't matter to him. He's got billions to burn. But have you ever seen a white guy whiter than him? He could buy the island of Mallorcas. By the way, you know, they called uh, Alonzo or the Mets polar bear. No, no, we'll call Elon Musk polar bear. By the way, Alonzo, appreciate the fact you went home run derby there. You went for a three-peat. My beloved Yankee Stanton. Oh, judge all my oblique. Hey. Props up, Alonzo. Don't ever expect me to give props up to him at again. But that, that's Elon Musk, polar bear. Yo, the wannabe brother here, Drake. Why am I talking about Drake? Hmm. Some kid, some young male, shows up at his duplex mansion. I mean, he doesn't even have mansions. It's mansion on top of mansion. I think it was in T.O. where he was birthed. Could have been Mississauga, which is the longest suburb in the history of the world. It's just flat and long. That's right outside of T.O. Or it could have been Jane Finch Carter, which we patrol as Guardian Angels. Now, that's rough. But anyway, the kid shows up. He says, Drake is my daddy. You know, like, who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? Ah, could well be, you know. Got to go to Maury Povich. Remember Maury Povich? Hey, come on. Drake, you probably saw Maury Povich. And all of a sudden, they bring the guy up. They do the DNA. Who's your daddy? Well, whether he is or he isn't is not significant to this debate about you and the polar bear man, the richest man in the world, Elon Musk. You're the wannabe brother. Everybody knows in T.O., Toronto, you were a booker boy. You grew up reading Talmud and Torah. And then all of a sudden, in order to make it big in the rap world, you said, hey, man, you know, I don't want to be like the Beastie Boys, three Jewish guys in rap, because they were never given their props. Remember, it took them, count them, nine years to get a street named after them, 99 Rivingston Street near the Lower East Side. But if you're a brother, Drake, even though you're from Canada, which means you're a brother light, you get instant street cred. I mean, look at him. Look at the hairstyle. Look at the beard. He almost pulls it off with the earring in his ear, just like Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. But he's not a brother. So I would say, because he's a rapper, hmm, you know, I guess we have to ask Bad Bunny, his new partner, originally there in Puerto Rico, they did that great rap. You think, you think that's, that's Drake's son? I mean, both these guys are just populating the world. I wouldn't have put it past either one of them. Well, you figure it out. Elon Musk, legitimately a white boy. Drake, you're hiding from being a white boy. But to you guys, it doesn't matter because the only color that's important to both of you is the green in between, the moolah schmoolah, the loot, the cheddar.